Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. Today I have with me former Law, Justice and Commerce Minister Dr. Subramanian Swami. Currently he's a Rajya Sabha member and we're going to hear from him his recollections on what happened in the Kashmir Valley uh, between the years 1988 and 1992. I picked these four years because it kind of bookends the actual event that happened on 1990. And uh, Dr. Swami became a member of Rajya Sabha from Uttar Pradesh in 1988. So let's welcome our guest of the evening, Dr. Subramanian Swami. Dr. Swami, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel, sir. Sir, you are muted. Uh, oh, okay. I am. Now, now you're good. Now you're good. Now you're good, sir. Now you're good. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, um, uh, Shri Ayer. <clears throat> you're doing a great job. Uh, on these uh, programs uh, and it's now widely discussed and many people refer to me as if I don't know you. Uh, so uh, <laughs> today they'll be, today they will know that I know you also. <clears throat> what um, I think you have done a very smart thing by in this very last topic to confine to these four formative years in what is happening in Kashmir today or happening 10 years ago, uh, or ever since 1992. In uh, between, um, I would say, 1971 and 1988, Kashmir was by and large very peaceful place. Why? First of all, the defeat of the Pakistani forces and the arrest of a hundred thousand soldiers in the Bangladesh war had completely demoralized the uh, militant community of Muslims. That you know, they were they used to think they are some super uh, you know super fighters and the Hindus are incapable of fighting and all that. And the whole thing shattered because I'm an eyewitness of that period. And no, I just become a member of parliament in 1974. And uh, during the entire 70s and uh, 80s, I, I found that, you know, there was no question, no talk of Kashmir being a separate country, except by liberals, uh, left-wing congressmen, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, a reference. Let me first, uh, before I get into this 1988, 92 uh, insurgency, as I mildly put it, let me tell you a few facts which you must remember and our people must remember. Article 370 uh, was never considered during the entire uh, Constituent Assembly proceedings from 1946 onwards till the last week before its finalization. The date of finalization was November 26th, 1949. And on January 26, 1950, we officially made it our constitution, declared India as a Republic. Now, at uh, in the middle of December, <clears throat> the middle of November, ten days before the fine, Sheikh Abdullah came to see Dr. Ambedkar. 
Dr. Ambedkar was the chairman of the drafting committee of the constitution. Rajendra Prasad was the president of the constituent assembly. And Sardar Patel was the chairman of the fundamental rights committee. And there were others, you know, B.N. Rao and so on. But these were the three principal people. And as far as Ambedkar was concerned, right from day one, he moved every amendment, discussions, and then either accepted them or rejected them. And he had become a kind of a legend by in the middle of November. So when Sheikh Abdullah came and he said that Jawaharlal Nehru has asked me to speak to you and speak to you to say that uh, in view of the recent uh, United Nations resolutions and so on, this is now 1949, uh, Nehru had taken the Kashmir issue to, uh, to the UN. He said, in view of that, uh, a temporary resolution can be brought for saying that Kashmir is not a part of India. Or there is a dispute which has to be settled before Kashmir can be included in the uh, in the list of states. So therefore, uh, I am requesting you to move this amendment. So uh, Ambedkar said, I am not a traitor. I will never move something so ridiculous as Article 370. All these left-wing people who have gone praising Ambedkar, why don't they quote this sometimes? And he said, if I am forced, I will just quit and walk out. Then Sardar Patel came to at the behest of Nehru and tried to convince Ambedkar. He said no. Then Sardar Patel said, will you be offended if I, for this one purpose, bring somebody else to move the amendment? So Gopal Sami Iyengar, whose son was Jipartha Sarthi, uh, Gopal Sami Iyengar was also, I think, regent in Kashmir. He was asked to move the resolution. And when the resolution was moved, there was an uproar. Now I'm mentioning all this because these people talk about Kashmir being a separate entity, separate entity. When was it a separate entity? I would like to challenge and ask people to prove it. When was it legally stated to be a separate identity whose status has not been decided? So, um, uh, this, um, uh, uh, when Gopal Sami Ainga moved it, there was an uproar. All the 500 kings who had merged their kingdoms into India, so that India doesn't look as a country of potholes, you see of independent uh, 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 countries. Sardar Patel's huge work uh, merging it. And at that time to bring in this, they brought in this uh, uh, concept that it's Kashmir's uh, final status has not been decided. And this uproar could only be uh, silenced when Sardar Patel himself came on on the microphone and said, um, this is a temporary matter. As soon as the UN decides, UN is going to decide very soon. They have already decided Pakistan is the aggressor and they should be saying that I was bringing out a resolution 
and after that this uh, uh, this uh, this article will be wiped out now the un of course never brings closure on anything so it continued they laid down three conditions first condition was on pakistan to withdraw its uh, troops and irregulars they didn't do it and so the second and third couldn't be implemented the third one third part of the un security council resolution was plebiscite would be held in kashmir but we couldn't proceed to that because the first was not clear and it was made clear that the first two are precedents for plebiscite otherwise plebiscite cannot be held so it was a, now it's a dead as a dodo that resolution and however in the meantime the resolution that was passed was not only article 370 but it was many other parts in it including that the resolution can be deleted by the president of india by his signature without a parliament vote provided the Uh, um the uh, uh, and it was a, 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 the kashmir's uh, constituent assembly provided a vote of the kashmir jammu and kashmir constituent assembly permission is taken that is the overall thing um, uh, constituent assembly can uh, delete it uh, i mean even after it is over the president can delete it provided the jammu kashmir um I, i you know constituent assembly uh, permission is taken now that was not taken in 1957 the jammu kashmir uh, resolution uh, the jammu kashmir um, constituent assembly was bound up because a separate jammu kashmir constitution was prepared and what does a separate constitution of jammu kashmir which all these uh, leaders of, of jammu kashmir who are not uh, who are not uh, hindus they keep on quoting of course left wing hindus also quote it oh no there is a there was a jammu kashmir uh, constitution what does that constitution say it says that Jammu Kashmir is an integral part of India. That's in the preamble. And then, of course, everything about sharing of uh, you know of, um, of provinces or uh, districts, all these other things are there. So even the resolution which was passed specially for Jammu and Kashmir, for a temporary on a basis of a temporary Article three seventy. concluded that i mean it was concluded and finalized and the constitution was placed before the assembly of the jammu kashmir which said that the jammu state of jammu kashmir is an integral part of india now in this context whatever uh, agitation has taken place is actually anti national even by the jammu kashmir constitution whatever questions of being raised raising of the un uh, plebiscite is rubbish because pakistan didn't implement 
the mandatory first and second conditions. And now so many years have passed by, it has become, uh, it's become uh, a dodo. So in 1988, the first step that was taken after years of peace. Why? Because Bangladesh shattered the, the courage of all the militants in Kashmir. And we didn't have anything. It's all peaceful. I have been many times to Kashmir during that period, just like any other part of India. And the, the all the boatmen, traders, shopkeepers, everybody, all Muslims were thrilled because of the business that they were that was coming. So, in 1998, 1988, Farooq Abdullah done, for which he says, you can hang me if I'm guilty. I want to hang you. But I certainly think you need a long tenure in the jail. Or you must apologize because we didn't jail you then. So time by, if you can leave Rajiv Gandhi's uh, killers <laughs> after, after so many years and say, no, no, now you have suffered enough, now you can go. Then I think the Supreme Court will also let him go. But he has to apologize. What he did was <clears throat> he released all the terrorists who came from Pakistan and were put caught and put in jail. He released them all to go into the public domain. And then in 19, uh, 1989-90, mm -hmm. individual assassinations began to take place. I don't have to give you the list of who was killed, whether he was a judge or whether he was a government servant or he was a professor, or one by one. Then the increasing number of rapes. So. Um, um, uh, in uh, 89, uh, the worst turn, turn of events took place when VP Singh became Prime Minister, supported by the BJP, CPM, CPI. And uh, people used to popularly call it the three-legged uh, three government. Uh, that, uh, that time, <clears throat> The Home Ministry was given to Mufti Said, who was the um, uh, father of Mehbooba, who became Chief Minister of BJP-supported government. The BJP has been in the long, uh, wrong places on Kashmir, and they also have an explanation. Why did you do this? And uh, and you, did you succeed? No, you didn't succeed. You failed. But anyway, going back, uh, Atal Bihari Vajpayee was the nominee who sat in the uh, committee which uh, ran the... Viewers, we seem to have momentarily lost connection with Dr. Swami and he'll be rejoining. Yes, sir. Please continue, sir. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I hope there is no... Cyber uh, warfare from Pakistan. <laughs> no, no. So no. you're talking about Atal Bihari Vajpayee, sir. Atal Bihari Vajpayee supported this government. And this government then went systematically to, through Mamufti Said, uh, to strengthen the uh, extremists in Kashmir. One step that was taken in uh, 1989 was the 
kidnapping by the JKLF of um, uh, of the daughter, one of the daughters. I mean, now I don't know where she has disappeared. So she's in Chennai, uh, I believe, sir. Okay, same place. <laughs> <laughs> so she's one uh, of the biggest dealership owners in Chennai of cars. Oh, and don't don't, don't ask me how she got that much money, but she is. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, I don't know. Thanks for telling me this. But that daughter, uh, I, I got her name somewhere. Nahida. Rubaiya, I think. No, no. Ah, Rubaiya. Rubaiya. Nahida was of the source. Yeah. Uh, Rubaiya Sayyid. She was kidnapped. Now, there are lots of kind of loose uh, conspiracy theories floating around. I won't get into that. It's just what we know for sure. And... Uh, Eight of the most notorious terrorists in central jails were released by uh, Mufti Said in exchange so, for her, for so that she could be released. Now, at that time, when uh, I, I, I I just uh, you know I had in 1984 or 85, early 85, Mrs. Gandhi's. Uh, after Mrs. Gandhi's assassination, the Lok Sabha results came out. They were held by the end of 84, but uh, 19, uh, the results came out in uh, the first week of January of 1985. All of us lost. I also lost that wave because Mrs. Gandhi was assassinated. And Rajiv Gandhi got 420 or 425 seats. A historic thing, even which Jawaharlal Nehru didn't get. And I decided to go back to Harvard and start teaching. I uh, taught there as a visiting professor for two years. And then I came back. As soon as I came back, uh, Charan Singh, who was very ill and passed away uh, a little uh, after I returned, and I had met him in America, he was very keen that I... Uh, bond with his son, who he said was inexperienced but American educated, and uh, whether I would agree to come as uh, a member of the Rajya Sabha. So I was still Janata Party, although Chandrasekhar had expelled me in 1982 for saying that he had uh, bribed some MLAs to get some uh, Rajya Sabha MPs elected. Uh, but Chandrasekhar then apologized in 1986 after I returned from Harvard to say that, you know, I was foolish and made a mistake. Let's, you joined Janata. So I was became general secretary of Janata. So we, I got uh, Charan Singh's uh, leftover by, to his son party, which had 54 MLAs to merge with Janata party. Why I'm telling you this is we became a force. Then VP Singh arrived on the scene and uh, Mr. Ramakrishna Day and a whole lot of other forces. They all made, wanted us to join uh, Janta Dal. I opposed it. And finally, it turned out that except Deva Gauda and myself, everybody else joined VP Singh. And so elections took place after five years were completed of Rajiv Gandhi and VP Singh and this conglomerate came to power. And at that time, Mufti Said's this happened. 
and eight notorious people convicted were released from jail. Uh, after sir, that, I have one question, sir. Sir, one question, sir. One question. Yeah. 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 So when Farooq Abdullah uh, released those seventy deadly terrorists from jail, yes. didn't anybody from the center uh, object? Uh, from the Jammu, Jammu, no, from Jammu from, Kashmir. Jail. From Jammu Kashmir, yeah, yeah. Uh, not from the central jail. Did, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir, sir, what I'm saying is there are two situations I'm uh, trying yeah. to contrast, sir. Uh, in uh, the first case, when Farooq Abdullah released, did the center object? Because I believe that Farooq Abdullah objected to the release of eight. Well, Farooq Abdullah, you know, he could have stopped. He could have refused. I said, yeah, he objected to the eight in. Uh, yeah, in, yeah. Because they, they, they were all totally personally against uh, Farooq Abdullah. But he didn't. Uh, he released a lot of people in uh, Kashmir before that. He released the, the, the first release. This release was to save the daughter. It was in exchange of the daughter. Uh, of Mufti, Mufti Said, is that the answer to your question? Yeah, yes, sir. But it was one of the staged kidnappings. It was a sham. No, no, no. no listen, that's going too far. Okay. <laughs> Undocumented. Okay. But if you ask, if you ask me after the program is over, were you right? I'll say yes, you're right. So I'm saying it on the program that I'll say. Okay, sir. In, in, in my opinion, I'll, I'll 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 say in my opinion it was that. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, well taken per opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it was to see that that those eight are released, and they were the most vicious bunch. Who had done a number of killings, and half of them were Pakistanis. So then they went to Kashmir. Now the problem got compounded. And in uh, this happened in uh, in uh, in uh, 1989 uh, and 90. I mean the end of 89. This thing took place. Then by the time they went, it was early 90. And in early 90, when the individual assassinations and all that began to take place, some judge, some lawyer and all that, these all are very well documented. I don't want to repeat that here. But uh, very soon, uh, very soon, the matter began to snowball. It is at that stage, Rajiv Gandhi, who has been, had been my friend throughout uh, from the 1980s, um, he contacted me and he said, you know, uh, I had 200, I, Rajiv Gandhi had won 220 seats and he didn't stake a claim to form a government. So V.P. Singh was able to form the government. So he says, now I think, uh, I think this government uh, doesn't deserve to continue if this is the situation. Uh, will you please, uh, knowing your skills, bring down this government? <laughs> <laughs> so, I said, I can't do it to make you prime minister because we will misunderstand. And I'm essentially a man who has been friendly with Congress uh, whenever possible. Uh, but, uh, and I'm friendly with you, but I have never been a member of Congress and I'll never be a member of Congress. Because Parmacharya told me at the very beginning, Translated means go anywhere, but don't join Congress. And I followed this, even though I'm I later on uh, 
uh, you know the, the uh, our narsimha uh, rao uh, he wanted me in he said i'll give you the best uh, uh, portfolio i want you around because i see how you can and he was not at that time a majority he was short of majority because he said tenuous majority yeah not even tenuous he was shot by about 40 and but he was the single largest so uh, so he said i you you'll construct a majority for me and that's why i want you in but uh, because of parmachari i told him no no so he created a uh, that is after chandrashekar's uh, government he came and he created um, uh, this um, there was an election uh, yeah. And, yeah and then he created this uh, um, uh, 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 congress government but in a minority and with this uh, super skills for some months at least he was able to get enough votes to get majority in, in votes now in um, uh, the in 1991 um the um i had uh, i mean we had done a lot of things we, we Chandrasekhar and I literally ran the government. I was senior most in the warrant of precedence. So there was Chandrasekhar as prime minister, then Devi Lal as uh, deputy prime minister, who never attended cabinet meeting because he said everything is in English, and I can't read any of it. So I will not come unless there is something special for me. And so they were basically in the cabinet committee on political affairs. There were Modi. Uh, it was. Uh, Chandrasekhar and I, who were dominating the show, all these civil servants, uh, army chiefs, and so on, the cabinet committee on political affairs is the most important one. is more important than the cabinet. But anyway, in that that issue came one day that uh, Saifuddin Soz, who was that time member of the Sheikh Abdullah party, his daughter has been kidnapped. and her name as i was about to mention was naheeda uh, imtiaz and uh, that time uh, of course saifuddin soz was um, a member of parliament from kashmir and also he was uh, in farooq abdullah's party and for, uh, he was in tears and uh, you know there was uh, in fact he was very Uh, demonstrative also used to roll on the on the on thing, and Rajiv Gandhi, who had supported uh, Chandrasekhar's government, uh, he told me, "Please, Swami, do something about it." So the matter came to Cabinet Committee on Political Affairs. So Chandrasekhar said, "I will go my way. You go your way. Let's see if we can get it." So I said, "Is there any minimum condition?" He, so he said, "No one will be released." so i said then i am ready to join with you on this i said no one will be released they had asked for five we said nothing doing they were the same jklf so chandrasekhar went through the political process which i'll explain separately i went through another process contacting a favorite country of mine in uh, in the western direction i won't name the country <laughs> They are very good in fighting. It also starts with the same letter as India. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I, if you if I have two minutes uh, digression, please, I will tell you. Please, you see, please go ahead, sir. When I become minister, this uh, 
uh, WTO was being was it was a major project that was being considered. So I was asked to immediately become uh, economist and commerce minister. <laughs> so I went there, and uh, uh, the Israeli deputy prime minister was there. So uh, he asked me, "Shall we have uh, sit together for today's dinner?" So I I said yes, but where? He said, oh, "You know, there's going to be a special dinner and." Uh, I'd like to sit with you and have a discussion. You're an old friend of Israel, and I'm great pleased. And I got a message also that don't come back without meeting him. <laughs> so we sat and discussed and all that. When I came back to India, can you believe Mr. Atal Bihari Vajpayee and Mr. Jaswant Singh moved a resolution that I should be removed from the cabinet because I had dinner sitting side by side with <laughs> with the israelis imagine this party i mean where what did it come to uh, because jansang had always been for uh, israel so i i'm just telling you the difficulty and for seven days they didn't let parliament run finally chandrasekhar asked me is there you know they are not going to is there any way why you sat with them can you tell them so i said you just you tell them that he had no choice because india is with i because you just now said uh about having the same and israel also is i so naturally they will sit together and all that the whole thing fizzled out but they didn't realize that after india comes indonesia <laughs> not israel and then iran iraq duffers <laughs> 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 So anyway, uh, coming back to the thing, you see, the we got this information. So I, I, my track was to go through a friend, friendly country, and because we came to learn that the JKLF had done the the youth wing of it had done the uh, the kidnapping. So um, uh, my my approach was not. Since we are not going to leave anybody, we are going to make it very tough for them. So our RAW agents went to uh, to uh, or whether RAW agent or we have a special force, task force which we don't publicize. They went to London, and with the help of this friendly country, met the exiled JKLF uh, vice president. uh general secretary and treasurer in three different cities and told them that if this girl is not let free then uh, you are going to be in trouble here and uh um and the israelis were very cooperative uh they didn't send anybody official but they sent somebody who looked like an israeli and they said that uh don't go to the british police because we jews control <laughs> the british police so these guys got so frightened they sent the message home meantime um chandrasekhar called up nawaz sharif who was then the prime minister he was in beijing and chandrasekhar government was trying to improve relations with beijing so i had been sent two weeks before this incident to beijing to sign the uh indo china or china india 
a trade agreement which the Chinese had been refusing for almost 10 years with the Congress government. So we signed it and there was a lot of bonhomie between China and India. And they also always knew that I know I speak Chinese, I've written books on China, I'm friendly to all that. So uh, the Chinese also were supportive. So Nawaz Sharif, whose brother is now going to become the new prime minister, he sent a message to, uh, uh, to Pakistan, which was intercepted by our raw chaps, in which he said, get hold of those rascals. I will not use the Urdu words for it. They are quite graphic. And tell them to release that girl. And can you believe it? The next day, uh, one fellow of the JKLF took this girl in an auto rickshaw and left her at the residence of Saifuddin Soz, who is still alive, you can ask him. Not a scratch on her. Then Chandrasekhar said, Chandrasekhar, that was a very large matter. He said, Kuch to de So there was an old man who was, had no charges against him, but was a tutor of these uh, JKLF in some madrasa. So he was uh, supposed to be prosecuted, but he had been in uh, hospital, so we released him. And without, without a single commitment or anything, he did it completely different from what VP Singh did. So the message is, if you ever see anybody getting becoming a terrorist, get tough with him. There is no, no way to talk to terrorists. I'm totally against any policy of any government, including Muslim uh, Modi's. And I was damn against, as you, you must know, if you go through old paper cuttings, I was very much against making Mehbooba the chief minister. She has I tremendous. That, yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, that brings us to this um, uh, related long topic. And I mean, I'm not going to go into it, but this Kashmiri Pandits was targeted for a religious cleansing policy of these very people whom Mufti Muhammad Said had released. They mastered it, masterminded it, and so on. And that is the worst thing that could happen after having driven away the Mughals from India and the British from India. It's a shame on us Indians that Kashmiri Pandits who are scholars, who are lawyers, who are teachers, who are you know, businessmen, they and their wives should be treated the way they were and finally driven out, out of the state and they have to fend for themselves because no government till we came even thought about them. We haven't thought enough about them. We have not done what we promised, but we are much better than any previous government. So today, uh, this issue can be traced to the appeasement policies of the past. Otherwise, this Kashmiri Pandit policy problem would not have been there. This cinema would have now of Kashmir files or whatever it's called would not have been necessary. They are the original. My mother used to say that our Gotra is, uh, is Kashyapa, so Kashmir belongs to us because Rishi Kashyapa created Kashmir. So that is the kind of attachment. 
the Shankaracharya's, um, uh, you know, uh, ashram is there, which is in uh, in POK, and the, Shankar, the Shankaracharya hill, as it's called, is there. So all this put together, uh, weakness in front of uh, of terrorists, whether they are Hindus, Muslims, Christian terrorists, they have to be dealt with a very strong hand, and the Kashmiri pundits, as an example of our state's virility, they must be brought back. And if necessary, for at least the first five years, we should move 100,000 ex-servicemen and settle them in Kashmir. And they should look after these people that no harm comes to them. Thank you so, very much, Dr. Swami. I just want to add a couple of uh, points to what you said. First off, viewers, about four weeks ago, I had predicted that Sheba Sharif is going to be the next prime minister of uh, Pakistan. I'm sorry. I was going to say something else. He's. I predicted this in a show four weeks ago. Sir, so I have been doing some funny stuff with Pakistan politics. It's always fun to talk about them. Um, on, on, a, on a humorous note, uh, Saifuddin So's son and I had a debate on NewsX one day where I bet one dinner with him that Rahul Gandhi is going to contest in two places in 2019. This was before the 2019 election. And he swore, no way, he's going to only contest from one place and he's going to win from there. Yes, we know what happened after that. And Mr. Salman Soz, I think his name is, you owe me a dinner. You don't have to host me for that, but I'll keep telling this once in a while. So you have to take that part just for fun. Um, <laughs> sir, um, so you you were in power for about six months and then caretaker seven, for three seven, months. Seven, seven months, yeah. Seven months. Yeah. And so in, in that time, beyond retrieving uh, Soz's daughter, was there anything else you could do on a fundamental level? Was Jagmohan still the governor at that time, sir? I think he was. Uh, but, but you see, there were no problems uh, during our time after that. You I see. You one incident. Uh, and we would have gone to action immediately. And I'll tell you one thing. There was a, a cabinet committee on political affairs meeting on, on Republic Day, what we should do in Kashmir. 1990. 1991. 1991, January. Okay. And uh, most of the officers suggested that uh, the flag hoisting should not take place in Kashmir. It will provoke the people. And then uh, only I was present, and uh, I mean, besides uh, Chandrasekhar, uh, Devilal was not there, and the other, whoever minister was to be there, was not there. So he asked me, I said, What do you mean? It's a part of India. So even if there are a few people have to be killed, shot, doesn't matter, but spread the word in advance. Anybody who touches the Indian flag will be shot dead in advance. I did that when we dismissed the DMK government also. Anybody who burns a bus will be shot dead. And not only a bus was not burnt in, uh, in, in Tamil Nadu, uh, even a cycle was not burnt. And I had to rescue uh, rescue from his Oliver Road house where he had put a lock in front of the door. As a nobody there inside. But anyway, yeah, unless the state exerts that kind of virility, so to speak, that on these matters, no compromise. So a flag was hoisted for the first time after three or four years in Lal Chowk, the center of, uh, 
of, of Srinagar. And uh, since then, of course, uh, hoisting flag is no big deal. So I'm saying to you today that where the problem today of the Kashmiri Pandits arises, the failure to, we are not, we don't want any goodwill from the, anybody. We say these are the original inhabitants. They have to be accommodated. Their houses that you snatched have to be returned. And for their uh, safety, we will send our at least 100,000 ex-servicemen, full arm, fully armed with their families, and we'll build them houses. They will stay till the Kashmiris, Pandits, and the Muslims there can stay in peace. And for that, any price is necessary to pay. Because this is an insult to us that a land of Kashyapa is going to be, uh, who will stay there is going to be determined by some mad terrorists who come from Pakistan. We have to show, no, that's all over now. After the British is gone, Mughals have been defeated. There's nothing left. You want to fight? You will be losers. So be a good citizens and uh, welcome them back. Return their property. Compensate them for the loss of property. And this way, we can be, build a new India. Thank you very much, Dr. Swami. I was trying to see if there are any questions. If you have any questions, it will show up right about now. Uh, otherwise, we can... Uh, no, I think, uh, I think I was clear enough. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was one of those. There's one question. Mandar Karnik uh, wants to know, who planned the individual assassinations and agenda for separatism? The ISI of Pakistan. So Pakistan should be broken into four. Unless this new uh, Nawaz Sharif's son, a brother, this new guy who's coming, he uh, cooperates with us in bringing peace to Kashmir and vacates uh, the so-called Pakistan-held Kashmir and gives it back to India. Chetan Pai wants to know, the Aryan-Dravidian debate is going to the next level. An attempt to portray Dalits as descendants of Africans and also encouraging them to appropriate black stereotypes. What's your view? <laughs> Ask any idiot who says that <laughs> Tamils are Africans, please get African DNA and Tamil DNA and find out whether they are the same DNA. It's absurd British propaganda which we have followed. Yes, the uh, people in South India are darker skin than people in Kashmir. But that's because the sun is direct rays into the equator. Whereas in uh, Kashmir, it's, uh, uh, it's in an in inclination. So the, uh, the blackening of sun rays of the skin is more easily done in uh, closer to the equator than up north. So that's the only difference. Skin color is not part of genetics. Please go read any book on genetics. It's a got to do with your pigmentation. Nowadays, you put a cream also, people become white, you see. I've seen some um, uh, DMK leaders, and suddenly they look, all of a sudden they look much whiter than I last saw them 10 years ago. And people say very quietly, he's put cream. So 
there uh, because there is pigmentation so it can be a change so this concept of aryan is nonsense there is no word aryan anywhere in the sanskrit literature arya is different arya applies to everybody anyone who is civilized is called arya dravida is a regional term tra and vid which means where the three coastlines meet that is dravida it is actually should be said dravida the exact pronunciation which shankara was the adi shankara was the first one to use the word dravida he used it in mandana mishra when he went to challenge him for a debate in 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 bihar and he won it and when the first question was asked who are you he said i'm dravida shishu so they asked what's the meaning of dravida then he explained south india so uh, we used to have a cricketer called the uh, rahul dravid so he is a coach of the team now i say he is a brahmin i mean yes. brahmin means i mean he is from the same lineage brahmin yes, is yes. only one who is gyani tyagi and sahasi we have these three qualities you are brahmin otherwise you are not a brahmin but he is descended from brahmins i can say and uh, but he is not a dravida will they accept it that he is a dravida so i i i am saying that these are all british brainwashing that has come in our country and it should be brainwashed out next question from mandar karnik again how was the kashmir terrorism controlled in the 2000s well i mean it, it was um, um, at that time uh, musharraf who was there was uh, had just come in after a coup and he was ready to talk he did take action uh, in he, in fact i uh, he and i became good friends and at one stage he said all these are freelancers how do i go and catch all of them you catch them for me if you want you know that's the kind of thing but then you know um after 9, 2005 uh, this uh, this problem began more acute and uh, by then uh, you know all this uh, what happened in uh, in afghanistan and all these things uh, they, they have they have created this problem and uh, we have to be very very tough we don't have to be as tough as the as the russians are in uh, in in ukraine but <laughs> i mean that is really genocide that's going on there but i think here uh, we must our country's integrity about time we removed all these disputes and you see if you there's a way of doing it samadama bedrand look at sri lanka what i been suggesting ultimately was done not because of me but because there there are not other options and see how much difference has come so we must know how to deal with our enemies where they get nasty be tough where they are nice be generous then don't lecture them do like this do like that then our jay shankar was to gone giving lectures on tamil so what the hell is got that got to do with us they are citizens of sri lanka so therefore if you want uh, a secure south asia uh, follow this policy you got the strength you got the large uh, large size for a country and um, uh, on that basis you can always uh, lead to that and this is the last question for today dr swami neeraj kulkarni has a good one blatant ethnic cleansing of hindus is a recurring theme in south asia 
beat Afghanistan, Pakistan, Bangladesh, or parts of India? What can one do to prevent such future events? <clears throat> See, it's a very big question. I had uh, urged earlier that we should send 20,000 troops when the Americans had come into Afghanistan after the World Tower uh, blasting that uh, the terrorists did. They, in fact, uh, George Bush Jr. asked us, send us 20,000 troops, take all the weapons you want, free of charge. Advani said, okay. But Bajpai said, no. Iraq also, same thing. The, of course, Iraq, whether we should go that far or not, those, I'm not, I, not, but this is my neighborhood. But we, we were saying, no, no, we are, we are all sadhus, we will teach and we will start libraries and so on. And, and uh, President uh, Trump, in fact, joked. He says, Mr. Modi spoke to me when I asked him what he could do about um, uh, Afghanistan. He said, I'm going to build libraries and everyone, ha, 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 ha. I hope Modi saw that. But the fact is that uh, where we should have, of course, Afghanistan was conquered by Maharaja Ranjit Singh. And uh, when you got a chance to go, the Indians are hot favorites of the Afghans. I had been as a commerce minister, I had been to Afghanistan. I met their then president uh, uh, who was installed by the Soviets after, after they left Afghanistan. And they, he used to say the only people who the Afghanis really want is Indians because you've got music, you've got dances, you've got uh, teachers. So he says, we feel that kind of kinship. And I saw it with Mamun eyes. But we have always in a touch me not. How many times the Americans, even in, uh, in, in, in this uh, Modi's government, when Nirmala Sitaram was the defense minister, the Americans came and said, "Send some, you know, send some troops and take all the weapons you want from us." She Mac said, "Yeah, huh? McMaster's yeah, came, yeah, yeah, that's right, McMaster." And she said to them, "No, we have a hoary policy of our history that we never send troops to other countries." <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, this is the kind of uh, lack of. I think today also India has a huge vacuum to fill, but it requires a mindset. Sir, to add to your point, sir, in 9-11, right after that, the U.S. entered with all guns blazing into Afghanistan and they drove out the Taliban. And this guy was stuck in Tora Bora mountains. That point of time, sir, the it was clear that over 5,000, could be plus or minus, Pakistani armed personnel were in Afghanistan yeah. and Musharraf wanted them out from there before the world came to know. So there was an airlift called Kunduz, K-U-N-D-U-Z, that was the place from where they were lifted. And the United States allowed them to go, sir. After that, they made another mistake. It is my country, but I have to say this. They made another mistake. They had this guy in the, in the caves, but they wouldn't give the, they, the, the the top people did not give them the permission to send in commando units to flush this guy out. They said, no, 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 no. We'll give something for the local Sheftians to do. They have promised that they will bring him out alive. And and they just allowed him to escape. So this was, these were all tactical errors that uh, US made. But to your point, sir, if India had gone in there, I mean, yeah. look, 
we speak that language we understand if you somebody can speak dari you can speak afghani many of these things are basis is almost around sanskrit sir 40 50% you can pick up in 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 a week you'll be able to completely understand you can reply back in urdu hindustani it doesn't matter they understand that too they watch bollywood movies at least yeah in india does <laughs> <laughs> yeah and songs my god yes, dance songs, songs. Yes. i agree i totally agree with you uh, unfortunately the strategic mindset we have not developed into our, into our educational uh, uh, syllabus and Thank you. see you, you if, when you say indians don't send troops abroad are we not sending troops in the united nations uh, peacekeeping the, force how many so, how many yeah. of our troops uh, died in uh, uh, bosnia do we uh, have we, have we yeah, told yeah, our yeah. people we go to africa we go we go everywhere but as a, like salvation army you see where you can go you can sell your movies you can sell your teachers you can sell your books you you can bring them all over to your side and you can connect them to our history of maharaja ranjit singh dr swami i have to say this thing india no. and indians i'm sorry to say this thing guys many of us have blinkered thinking we put blinkers on and say we will only look at the world through this we will not look open this and see other way around and and you know this is something that i've been trying to change through p gurus i'm going to get a lot of flack for this for saying it today by comments please you can spill out all your guts but the truth is that we have blinkered vision let's open those blinkers dr swami this was one of the most fascinating please go ahead sir yeah one one point i have been lectured Russia has been our perpetual friend. So I say, give me an example. They say Bangladesh. I said Bangladesh. There was no Russia. There was only Soviet Union. And you say Soviet Union is the same as Russia. Then you should say the Soviet Union. A part of Soviet Union was also Ukraine. Ukraine was also part of Soviet Union. So you should say Soviet Union was for us. So therefore, Ukraine was also for us. so i mean this kind of brainwashing that has been going on is i can't believe it dr swami did you know that the paper that was supposed to have been submitted to united nations saying that ussr is no more the permanent member of the security council instead the russian federation is that paper is still missing sir <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. scrambling right now how did they become uh, successors to uh, uh, to soviet union i don't know in fact they they, they should have had a fresh uh, assert uh, i mean uh, evaluation so who should be the uh, you know who should replace ussr it should have been india because india was offered it we gave it to china so now you can say okay this is uh, this belongs to india 1950 we gave it to china you know that Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, so document to, to, to add to that, sir, uh, the Ukrainian ambassador to the United Nations has raised this very point that uh, look, Russian Federation doesn't belong here. They never applied for it, or some technicality to that effect. So this is still going on right now. The the debate is raging right now in in United Nations. So I, I mean, UN resolutions are becoming a joke anyway. But you have this fundamental problem. that when see the 15 countries that broke away from ussr each and every one of them had to individually apply to become a member yeah. 
And, and 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 to add insult to injury, Ukraine was a member even before yeah. it became part of USSR, in the right. United Nations. That's the name right. Ukraine was there. The land may have been less or more. Yeah. yeah so yeah, so yeah. in the 1940s, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So so a lot of funny things are going on. Again, my my advice to everybody: read everything, every point of view. Then you will know the truth for yourself. So thank you very much, Dr. Swami. It was always a pleasure. Today was a spe special session. We really loved your, uh, you know, storytelling history class today. And viewers, thank you very much for being such a wonderful part of this audience. We had a very high crowd today, sir. And thank you once again. And thanks for coming at such short notice. Namaskar.